Previously on that Cthulhu John. You know, given the fast approach of the Aquarian meteor shower, I suppose I could tell you the significance of it. There's some other people I would like you to meet. I would like to read through a phone book and see if there is a, a psychic that I could set up an appointment and surprise my friend Heather. Her name is Maria Conchetta. I'm not sure whom I'm talking to right now, but did you call a woman in Ketchikan, Alaska? I think that your son might be my father. What does the necklace look like, hon? I can wire you some money, and you could buy a plane ticket out here. You could bring a friend or two, I suppose. I'm not sure what's going on. He's not responding to any calls. Uh, He had me watching his son, and that didn't go too well, and I think his son stole my truck. You know, it's funny you should mention that. I haven't heard from Chucky in a couple days now. I didn't know who else to call, honestly, and uh, you seem to be... uh the most connected uh, as far as looking into something else like this. You know, I never forget someone that I follow, so I know your address. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 28. We are a real play called Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hey, guys. Chuck. Mm-hmm. And Jenny. Hi. All right, guys, when we last left off, if I remember right, uh, Heather and Walter were headed to a psychic, Miss Maria Conchetta, up in the Great Northeast. For our 2 p.m. session. <laughs> a little spooky afternoon. All right. So you guys pull up to the uh, ranch-style house with the white sign out front with the colored uh, version of Our Lady of Guadalupe on it. It says Readings by Maria on there. And what do you guys do when you pull up to it? Uh, I guess I'll go to knock on the door if uh, it's got like a screen door or like a heavy outer door. What do they got going on here? Uh, They got like a screen door on there. Then behind it is a wood door. It kind of just looks like someone's house. Okay. Well, then I'll take the lead. I open that screen door and wrap upon that wooden door behind it. Okay, so you knock on that door back there? No, I wrap. Oh, you wrap. Walter, you knock on the door. Uh, I'm sorry, you rap on the door. <laughs> Thank you. Give a give a little light. It's like a light knock, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just an antiquated term for knocking on the door. I just thought it'd be fun to use. <laughs> Very Walter. So you rap upon the door, and you get no answer. Shit check my watch i start banging on the door heather starts banging on the door because she's hype some woman comes from behind the house and she yells at you hey quit banging i'm coming oh i look to heather sorry raise an eyebrow suspiciously and i stop knocking you see a woman come around front uh she's a short woman darker complexion Her hair is in a black, almost beehive hairdo. Nice. She's wearing an embroidered dress, kind of flowy. She's a pretty short woman. And she comes around with a little Pekingese dog on a leash. And she has something in her hand. It looks like a small plastic bag. Oh, it's poop. (laughs) (laughs) Poop, there it is. And she comes around the front and throws it in a trash can. And she goes, are you my two o'clock? Uh, yeah, Maria. Yeah, that's me. Let's see, uh, I'm Walter. This is Heather. 
pleased to meet you. She says, yeah, a pleasure to meet you, too. And she, uh, she reaches into her pocket, pulls out some cigarettes, pops it open, okay. lights one up. Nice. With the poop touch and everything. Doesn't even give oh. a fuck. There was a bag. There was a bag. It's non-porous. Yeah, it's fine. Well, she picked it up, right? <laughs> well, you just turn the bag inside out. You yeah, yeah. That's right. I've heard about that method. It seems like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, since she goes, uh, yeah, so you're my two o'clock. Why don't you come on in? Okay, she opens the door for you. Gesture for Heather to go in first. I want to say Heather's like a, has her back to the door and like facing the lady and is apologizing. Like, sorry for knocking so loud. I'm just like really excited. We're really excited to meet you and hear everything that you have to say. <laughs> Walter smiles. She says to you, honey, I am going to blow your socks off. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh. The smile on Walter's face gets even bigger now. He has a hard time holding it back. <laughs> Same. And she goes, okay, follow me in. And uh, everything's very floral pattern in the house. In fact, a lot of it is floral pattern, couch, curtains, wallpaper. Not all the same pattern, mind you. Stuck in the 60s. <laughs> but she uh, invites you in. And there's a nook off to the side with a medium-sized round table. And uh, she pulls out a chair, sits down. And she motions for you to turn around. All right, I do so. Yeah, turn around. She goes, grab those chairs over there, bring them over here. All right. And so there's a pair of folding chairs there. Okay. Grab them both, head back with them. She said, I do it myself, but I'm already sitting. And once I do, it's kind of hard to get back up. She nods. This is the most Philly thing I've ever heard. So you guys pull up a chair. Mm-hmm. I thank Walter for carrying mine. The gentleman. So, am I reading one or both of you? Uh, just one. Any gestures to Heather? Uh, my friend here is a very enthusiastic uh, patron of your services, I guess. She says, yeah, I heard you're banging. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She goes, it's okay, hon. I know what it's like to be excited. Believe me, you came to the right place. I'm going to tell your future today. <laughs> Walter puts his head down and trying to hide the smile. He's having a hard time uh, keeping it together in the serious sense. <laughs> I feel like Heather's actually a little nervous, too, when she said that. Because, you know, she's kind of... Going crazy. <laughs> so the lady takes a long drag off a cigarette. Then she puts it out and an ashtray in front of her. And she goes, all right. How do you want your future told? Do you want the tarot cards? It's my specialty. Oh, absolutely then. Says, honey, let me tell you, no one reads tarot cards like me. And she proceeds to shuffle some cards, a deck of tarot cards. And Heather's like squeezing Walter's arm, like, and tapping him as if he's not sitting right there. Like, look, look. <laughs> she does that thing where you uh, do the arc with the cards. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she does that with the cards, continues to shuffle for a good minute straight, just shuffle 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 then she hands you the cards and she goes okay honey you got five seconds i want you to pull a couple cards from there you need to pull 10 cards don't look at them just pick them out from the deck okay okay she does it okay but i want to say it takes her the whole five minutes because she really thinks she's like really deep Oh, you got five seconds. Oh, five seconds. Okay, she does it in five seconds. Then. <laughs> and you pull out ten cards. She says, okay, well, the first card represents the situation. Okay, it's the magician. It's 
this could mean that you are under some sort of influence outside of what people would, non-believers would think of. So this is your current situation. See, Walter? See. See? Mm -hmm. He agrees and kind of nods with you. Doesn't say much, but goes along with it. So the challenge affecting this issue. Hmm, King of Swords. So there's someone out there, a creative type who holds the key to your current situation. Who this is, is usually some man, uh, usually in command of other people, say a troop of people of some sort. Okay. Hmm. Um. The basis of the situation is the next card. Just says it's the world. What does that mean? This could possibly affect more than just you. This card usually represents wholeness, a uh, wholeness or a some sort of completion. In this case, I'm going to go with wholeness and that the situation could affect a large amount of people. Like, what's a large amount of people? Like my friends or? She says, depends on how many friends you have, hon, about. Fifty? A hundred? We don't know how many this could affect. Hmm. Maybe your patrons at the bar? He chimes in. Oh yeah, maybe it's because the bar's closing down. Alright. The next card is the past that is relative to the situation. The Queen of Swords. So... Someone in your life has possibly introduced this issue unto you. Who this was is usually someone close to you. Like my roommate? Like, could it be my roommate? That would be someone close enough. This person is usually a female. Or your mom. Your mom. Sick berm. So yeah, your mom. Got him. <laughs> Guess I, he got the necklace. Oh, true. Well, I don't know what, how all this ties in. It's all, you know, speculative, but... I mean... Uh, could be. Who knows? Do you think Heather I, gets the connection between the Knight of Swords and the play director? That's... Even though she hasn't worked for him yet? Well, she, knows she might from... put that together. That's, okay. uh, that's really up to you, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think she would. So the fifth card represents... The present. Love presents. She throws one down, and all you see in front of you is one that says, The devil. Noise. Always the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when said, she's like, looks at Walter and is like, That's not good. <laughs> she says, This is the present. Have you recently, I don't know, had contact with someone who maybe had either ill content towards you or some type of contract of some sort hmm. I, I hope mean, you're not in danger Walter looks a little worried at that yeah I don't know I don't know she's just like thinking uh, like I don't know I'm lose, losing my job and mm -hmm. I was supposed to get another job soon well this this card usually represents just one individual I wouldn't think it would be your entire workplace. Have you recently had contact with somebody from outside of your normal group of people? Drooly, he says kind of angrily. <laughs> Isn't that guy? I mean, my mom, she's been in the picture again, but I don't really know her. <laughs> so the next card represents the near future. Puts it down. Use the Ten of Pentacles. 
Hmm. Usually this is related to the previous card. The Ten of Pentacles means you're going on a very far journey. Is there, are you having any plans to go somewhere uh, overseas or something? Oh my God, I just, um, just today I was in contact with who I think might be my grandfather and he wants me and I was going to ask some friends to go to Alaska with me, but I don't know if I'm going to go yet. Um, he seems a little odd. Should I go? Can you tell me that? Will the cards tell me that? Yes, let's see. The next card represents your power over the situation. He puts it down. Hmm. The Hermit. She says this card usually represents someone who is lonely. Walter sinks down in his seat a little bit. <laughs> Usually someone who's an influence on you or close to you in some sort of way. Uh, the person is usually lonely, but friendly at the same time. Oh, that could be a couple people I know. <laughs> <laughs> she says yes, but this is referring probably to a small group of people. Uh, uh, maybe three tops. That sounds about right. <laughs> she says, in this situation, you have power with these people. Hmm. Walter looks a little relieved at that. Uh, well, that's, that's good. I was worried you were going to say something bad about them, but that's, I feel like the first good news... You've read. The next card represents the effects of the people around you. She puts down a card and you see across the bottom, it says death. Oh, shit. <laughs> Super metal. Oh, that, that, that doesn't that, look good at all. That's a good band. <laughs> she says, well, now this could mean a transition of sorts. This is not necessarily means that any ill harm will come to the people around you. But the people around you will probably go through some kind of change. Well, there is the funeral tomorrow. Yeah, there is the funeral. And I mean, I feel like we've been going through some changes. She says anyway. that very well could be uh, funeral, again, a more literal interpretation of death. But considering that, you know, it is someone around you, that very well could be why this is popping up. Hmm. Walter's probably way more into it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the next one represents your hopes and fears. She turns over the Five of Pentacles. Your hopes and fears are revealed here. This card represents a loss, usually of an essential thing. Lots of times it could mean that you have lost love of some sort. My dear, this card, and I feel sorry for you about this. Have you ever been loved even by your own family? I mean, my aunt loved me, my uh, godmother, but uh, you know, we were closer when I was little, but I, I mean, I don't really know any of my family. She says your household that you grew up in Sounds to me like it may have been a loveless one. That's just yeah. my interpretation of it, hon. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to get into your business here. No, my mom's very cold. She never wanted children. She definitely didn't want me. Said, I told you, honey. I told you that my readings are good, didn't I? 
Yes, you did. They're great. She's like tearing up a little bit. <laughs> She's like, oh, honey, honey. I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you, honey. But the next god represents the outcome of the situation. Walter crosses his fingers. It's going to be really bad. Is there one that's worse than death and the devil? <laughs> How many devils are in this deck? Cthulhu. That's a strange yeah. one. <laughs> I've never seen this card. Who put this in here? This last one's just a knife. It's like, a card. it's like an actual steak knife stuck in the deck. Can never be too careful. <laughs> I told you my readings are good. Here's a knife. <laughs> so it represents the outcome. This next card. This is the final card on You Only Get Ten. She says that this card is the moon. That sounds safe. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know. It means that you may go to a dark place, somewhere maybe literally dark, or perhaps more emotionally. This is where I find the end of your situation here, hon. And I'm sorry for your past, but really, when you think about it, you are in control of your future. I just tell it the way that I see it right now. Well, thank you so much. Um, can I ask you, do you think the uh, Knight of Swords, this male leader, I'm supposed to start working at this play? I don't know, I've heard he's like a tyrant, the director, and he's kind of scary. Like, can you read anything into that? Or She says... I know I only get ten. <laughs> she says, hon... Here, take my hands. She does it. Okay. And she holds your hands and she closes her eyes. And she goes, This man is promising you a benefit of some sort. But it may not be worth the benefit. The benefit may not exist. I'm not sure how to read into that, honey. And she lets go of your hands. Oh, I... Hmm. I knew I had a weird feeling about this. I mean, I think he's literally making my roommate insane. And I don't know. Can I draw a symbol for you? She says, yeah, hon. That you could look at. I, sh I know I shouldn't. I know I, know I shouldn't. I just. <laughs> you see, you see what happens. <laughs> Have fun with it. Well, I haven't, been, <laughs> I haven't been dizzy in like a couple hours. Yeah, how long has it been since you doodled that symbol? Saw those squiggles. Um. So I draw it for her and just, like, ask her if she could, like, tell me if she recognizes it or if that's on any of her tarot cards. She says, that's an odd-looking shape you got there. She's looking at it over your shoulder as you're drawing it. And once again, your hand kind of feels like it's going on its own. She comments that it's an odd-looking shape. However, you see the shape start to move. It unravels itself and then starts to loop around. Loops into a spiral then begins to form its original shape, bends itself inwards and outwards again. And Heather, give me a sanity roll. It's like, um... I thought maybe she could, like, read something into it. I know it's stupid, but... Dyslexia. 68. No, I have 60. No, wait. No, I have oh. 64. Okay. Sorry. I was reading luck. Heather, you react by jumping up and shouting and Maria turns to you and goes honey honey it's weird looking but it's nothing to be that frightened over now what does this mean to you and as she's talking to you you start to feel yourself get a little dizzy again and now you are going to lose one sanity point and one point of pow as well Ooh. what is Come on, that's right. Now it's 69. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that's a sex number. <laughs> I want to say I'm like yelling to her, like, you don't see it? You don't see it moving? And looking at Walter to see if he saw it moving. She goes, honey, you're deeply troubled. I don't know if I'm equipped to 
help with you in this situation? You're just seeing things? Uh, Walter kind of chimes in. He says, uh, "This something similar happened at her work the other day. Uh, I, uh, Heather, maybe you should stop drawing that symbol or... <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely should and stop looking at it. My roommate drew it all over her bedroom. Either you look away from it, you look around the room, trying to get your bearings a little bit since you were dizzy, but you start to see the floral patterns on the walls start to bend into another shape, and they twist and turn inside out. And give me another sanity roll. So stupid, but I just—I thought she would like put her, put her hands on it like the other lady and be like, "Oh, give me, throw some teeth in there." Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Fuck. Ninety. Okay. Oof. You react this time by cringing on the ground, covering your head, and mm-hmm. just being completely terrified down there. And Maria comes down to your level. She kneels down. And she says to you, honey, I'm going to try something here. She puts her hand on your head and puts her head to your head. You're still going to lose one sanity point and one point of pow, too. Again? Again. God. And she, as she has her forehead to yours, she says to you, honey, there's something that is drawing from you. It's affecting your mind. But now it's starting to affect your energy, your, your life force, even. What did she draw the symbol on? A piece of paper with a pen. Walter takes it and crumbles it up so she doesn't see it again. Okay. So you do that. And she goes, honey, I can't do anything for you. This is some sort of malice curse. <laughs> curse. <laughs> How do I get it out? Can you get rid of it? Maria says to you, Hun, I think the answer may lie in your king of swords, whoever that is, if it is this director that you were talking about. So do you think I should see him? Or I should not see him? She takes a deep breath and sighs and she goes, That's a tough call, hun. I think he may hold the answer to what's ailing you right now but I wouldn't trust him 100% okay thank you (laughs) is she still on the ground I'm sorry yeah you didn't bring that necklace did you he kind of puts a hand out you know try to pull you back up to your feet if he can I'd say she pulls it out from like under her shirt she's I don't think she's taken it off Except for to put it in a pot of water. You said something about, um, you know, her, her family and, uh, you know, a loveless home. This uh, belonged to her father. Um, is there any, uh, I don't know, any kind of connection or anything you uh, sense from this? She holds it in her hand. She goes, wow, that's really cold. And she closes her eyes, and it looks like she's thinking real hard. And she goes, well, it's very, very old. I can't even fathom how old this is. Hmm. Walter looks a little more interested. Mm -hmm. It seems, well, of this world, but from somewhere long forgotten. Uh, that's cool. It makes sense. I want to say that Heather says the word Carcosa with like Carcosa. Walter looks a little strange. She shrugs her shoulders and says, God bless you. Nothing, nothing. It's just a a word my roommate was talking about being like a space upside down land where up is down and down is up. And I don't know. I don't know. She's still, like, lying on the floor, so it's probably... It looks like the ravings of an absolutely lunatic. Mm-hmm. She says, honey, I gotta tell you, your outcomes seem chaotic. And uh, 
she goes to pick up her tarot cards and one drops out of the tarot cards and it kind of floats across the air. It's a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Floats down right in front of Walter and it is the fool. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) And she goes to pick it up and she goes, Hmm. That'd be a good thing. Interesting. And puts it away. And she gives you kind of a look. And she goes, well, that's going to be it for our session. Honey, I wish you the best of luck with everything. Wait, what does the fool mean? He didn't pay for his session. No freebies. <laughs> she goes, that's going to have to be another <laughs> session. You only get ten. And there's no guarantee it'll come up in his actual tarot reading. I mean, what are the chances, right? <laughs> She's just pulling on his shirt, <laughs> like mm-hmm. trying to like, you should do it. You should do it. He got more into it than you did. From the floor, just like talking at him. <laughs> this is, uh, well, uh, first off, young lady, and he, he kind of like grabs your hand and makes to pull you up. Thank you. Well, I, I, uh, you know, you've, uh, revealed much, uh. We uh, probably shouldn't take up more of your time. Uh, You've been very kind. Says, yes, well, I do appreciate you stopping by, and that'll be $60. Yeah. (laughs) And he gives her 100 He says, I appreciate all of your insight. Baller. Sweet tip, yeah. She says, maybe you're not the fool. And she puts it in her her bra. Oh, yeah. ba, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys leave readings by Maria. I think it's that time. Yeah, uh, she's been very uh, what's the word understanding or you know patient, patient with that. somebody flipping out in their uh, in their place there. Wow. Yeah, Walter is a little taken back by some of that. Says, gosh, this uh, this play and, and your roommate, I'm not sure what to make of any of that stuff, but it sounds uh, a little dangerous to say the least, but do you think it's worth the answers? You know, uh, whatever this, this symbol is, I mean. I don't want to be like this forever, so if I have to meet him, like, then I have to meet him. Like, I can't freak out everywhere I go for the rest of my life. Yeah, jeez. Or can I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think that's probably uh, for the best that you don't freak out all the time like that. I mean, there's only so many times you can get away with that. <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> probably for the best. Maybe. Only so many understanding people in the world who are like, oh, you see a little symbol in the syrup? It's okay. Let's go, honey. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. He just wipes it up for you. You messed up your pancakes. Let's go home. <laughs> oh, look at you. you. You're dribbling. Let me wipe that <laughs> off for you. Anyway, so you guys leave Maria Conchetta's. And let's see what Lenny is doing. Yeah, Leonard Cobb. No. Um, Lenny is very confused. Um, today... Lenny uh, should probably be making some more phone calls. Does he know anybody like, uh, you know, shady scrapyards or, or uh, you know, um, car lots or anything where, you know, people might try to ditch or sell a stolen truck that I could call? Absolutely. You know people in a couple junkyards across the city. Especially people that uh, my boss or one of them would would possibly know and try to ditch it if they came back to the city absolutely now you know that there's uh at least three uh well i guess i'll get to calling all right uh so you call did i ever figure out a color for my truck it's probably maroon that's a good one Uh, and uh, you start calling, and the first person that you call picks up and goes, Yeah, Drake's. 
Yeah, you know, I was wondering if, uh, you know, a maroon, yada yada, I don't even know. I should probably look up truck models from the time, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, any of these... Uh, maroon semi? Yeah, any uh, maroon semis show up, license plate, yada yada. Right. Uh, he goes, um, no, nothing like that showing up. All right, uh, you know, you see one, uh, you want to, uh... Give me a call, take down my number, just in case. Says, uh, yeah, sure, uh, what's, what's your number? It's, uh, Lenny Cobb, uh, 555, yada, yada, 25. <laughs> right. So, love the 555. I like that you skip two numbers, like, you don't even want the I don't, people hearing this to know your fake nobody number. Nobody dialed this fake number. <laughs> uh, at the time, we weren't using, uh, the area code right it was the 80s so 215 or mm -hmm. 267 not necessary <laughs> right but who wait who are you calling i was giving him the junkyards yeah leave my number in case my truck does show up and if okay. uh, if he says no then i'm on to the next okay, next next one uh brings a couple times and some guy picks up and he goes, yeah, Jack Scrapyard. Yeah, you know, uh, by any chance if uh, Maroon Semi showed up with a license plate and numbers? It says, uh, depends on who's asking. This is uh, Lenny Cobb. You know, I worked down at the, uh, you know, the old shipping yard. He says to you, oh, like... Um the one that uh, Chucky runs? Yeah, that's the one. All right. Um, well, what'd you say your name was again? Lenny. Lenny Cobb. It's uh, my truck. I believe my boss might have borrowed it. Hmm. Okay. Well, give me your number, and I'll get back to you in a couple minutes. Christ. Uh, yeah, here you go. All right. So you do that, um, give him your number, mm -hmm. and after about an hour, you get a call back. A couple minutes, my ass. Uh, in the meantime, I probably um, you know, made some food or something, made some coffee, peeked out my windows a bunch. And he calls you back, and he says to you, hey, listen, um... I can't get a hold of Chucky to confirm everything here. Yeah, I've been having trouble myself. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I already made a call for somebody else to look into it. You know, somebody with resources. Okay, Lenny, well, I gotta, sorry to tell you, but nothing I can do about this truck until... Uh, but you're saying you have it, is what you're saying, without saying it. I'm I'm saying it's here. Yeah, I'm right. not saying it's leaving though. As long as I know my baby's safe, you know, it's uh, it's better there than God knows bottom of the Delaware River or worse the Schuylkill. <laughs> Ew. Especially at the time. Ooh. Yeah. They were dumping a bunch of shit in there back in the day. Um, it's just barely like clean enough to swim in these days. All right. So you get done. On the phone with him? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to start chatting him up. Uh, if anything, I'll go and That's not Lenny steal style. it myself now. <laughs> but I know it's safe, and um, that feels good. Uh, I'd probably take a shower. and um, uh, i got to figure out what to do with my day, honestly. I mean, I don't... Uh, if I was going to go down, I wouldn't do it until after nightfall, which I suppose isn't too late. What time is it? Ish. I assume that was probably in the morning. In the morning for you. Yeah, we 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 dealt with Heather and Walter until about four o'clock, or probably until about five o'clock. I'm sorry. Uh, you meet her at two. The actual session took as long as it did, and then it took you an hour to get back home. Or about an hour to get back home. And then we left you off at 3 o'clock. Boom. All right. Now, Lenny. Uh, you just made a call. Found out that your truck was okay. 
started uh, you know going through your morning. You get, jump in the shower. It's nice and hot, steamy in there. And then you look down and you see that there's blood all in the water, swirling. Oh no, my hand. And you look at your hand and it's gushing blood, huh. like with with every heartbeat oh, no. you have. You see it starts spurting blood out of it. Oh, shit. Um, well, I wrap it up real fast, I guess. Uh, get out of the shower and try to put some pants on. Okay. Uh, Run out of the shower with the, your hand tied in the towel. I suppose I try to call Walter, even though I don't think he's home. Um, you know what? I think I'll just call a cab because I don't, I don't want to bug him. Okay. So you call a cab. I don't need him. <laughs> I don't need anybody. I'm Lenny. And also, yeah, for sake of things, line, lining up, I think the cab makes more sense. All right. So you uh, call well, a cab. Maybe I should call an ambulance. A good one. You guys may never want to get into the Pinto again after I tell you all the fun things I just read about it. Oh, boy. You know, what is it, like a death wagon? Uh, yeah. Apparently it was uh, rushed into production and the poor manufacturing of the gas tank plus its placement in the rear made it highly susceptible to bursting into flames when crashed into in the end or in the rear end holy shit yeah nice it was last produced in 1980 so i'm gonna say that mine is the 1980 pinto Uh uh-oh well thanks for that little bit of information yeah Yeah, we may all die in a fiery wreck and not have to worry about sanity what if you crash into a ghost mobster Many damage. I'm not sure. I don't know. You might have to reverse into him. As long as you hit him with the front, you're cool. But I mean, you back into him too hard. Psychological damage on Lenny's part for sure. So, uh, Lenny, your hand was gushing blood. You tie it up in the towel and you call cab, and you're waiting for the cab. And as the time the cab is taking to get there, you start to see the towel start to bleed through the whole towel. Um. I might have another towel. <laughs> um, I guess I try to wrap it up more. Right. I don't know. I probably should have just called an ambulance, dummy. You put another towel on top of that one, even? Um, no, I think I'd just replace it. As they go to replace it, give me a constitution roll. Tie it on real tight. Constitution roll 70. I got stuff in the way. There's a three, sir. Why okay. couldn't that be my damn sanity? <laughs> Wasting my good rolls. No, I think this is a good roll. I think you need it here. He did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to me. So, <laughs> so, Lenny, you go to replace this towel. Mm-hmm. And... In the one second that between there, you see another spurt of blood come out, and then you put pressure on it with the new towel. I sucked it back in with that extreme. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slurp. Yeah, I um, I wrapped up real tight, and make a fist, and all that um, this time. All right. So you do that, and then the after still another like ten minutes, the cab pulls up. Out front and gives a little honk. I think by this point I'd just be like sitting on the stoop, like ready to go. Okay, as soon as you see the cab pull up then, you jump right in it. Feeling a little woozy. Stumble over to the door. The guy's like, where are you going? Eh, hospital. Eh, all right. not feeling too good. Says, alright, just don't yak in my car. Hey, you got it, bud. Alright. And then he starts uh, pulling away. And I just kind of like toss a 50 in the front. As I'm kind of starting to pass out. So he takes you to the closest hospital. I don't know where that would be in 1985. He would know. Of course, the the cabbie (laughs) would know. Absolutely. And Lenny would definitely know, too. Yeah. So they take you to the hospital. There's a nurse there. And you see it starting to kind of bleed through a little bit again. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in, there's a nurse behind a uh, reception desk. Yeah, I don't know uh, how much more of this I could suck back in. She says, how much more? She goes, uh, how much more of what? I put the bloody 
wrapped up hand towel like up on the receiving desk i guess splat well sorry about she that she goes what did you uh did you cut yourself or something right with no like haste she's just like desensitized uh yeah there was a window where and i had it stitched up but i guess uh, opened up my i don't know started bleeding real bad oh okay let me take a look at it she says i'm i got it well, i'm a triage nurse oh i see yeah well uh, have at it all right as she's going through the layers you hear it peeling away this the sound of the blood kind of sloshing itself away from the towel as you as she unwraps it jesus what's this like the the shining as soon as as soon as the as soon as it comes off you see a big splurt of blood and it hits the nurse right in the face nice and she goes what what's wrong uh what do you mean that you just got you don't see it i just got what it's see i feel like it's bleeding really bad she goes, sir, your hand is perfectly stitched up. There's no blood? What are you talking about? Okay, is this some sort of prank or something? Are you trying to sue the hospital? Nah, no. No, not at all. I just, uh, you know, maybe I'm a little uh, uh, little neurotic about my wound, you know? I was just making sure everything's okay. Uh, sorry. Maybe I saw a little Good, blood sir, when you I was know, in this the is shower. Kind of a... uh, maybe I got spooked. Is it still looking like sir, well, bleeding? Do you still see blood across her face? But you look down at your hand <laughs> and give me a sanity roll. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm going to try to pierce through this illusion. God damn it. This one this is it. It's the end. Could use that three. I can't see it. 96. Uh, 85 is almost 96. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fail alright so you see blood keep squirting out of your hand and this nurse is just I say lady like, uh, you sure you need glasses or something cause uh, you got it on your face it's all over the desk it's all over my clothes what do I have on my face and it's like kind of I swing my arm just like kind of spray the wall with it I was like you don't uh you're not catching any yep. of that. You do that, and you see it just whip against the wall, leaving a trail, and no one reacts at all. This is almost comical. Uh, okay, uh, you know what my mistake? Yeah, no one in the waiting room reacts. You see it splatter across some people's faces in the waiting room. Some people get hit in the back of the head with it pretty bad, and no one reacts. Oh, I just meant, uh, you know, I think these stitches are a little, you know, a uh, little rough. You know, I think it's... Uh... It's starting to leak now. It, the, the, it's not pumping as much. It's starting to leak. I take my Give towel. me a constitution roll. Sixty-eight out of seventy is just pass. Okay. So you don't pass out or anything. In fact, right now you think it's kind of weird mm-hmm. that yes. you're bleeding and and nobody yeah yeah nobody's reacting here i'll tell you what grab my towel and head through the door okay if you want to try to peer through this illusion you can give me a sanity roll with a bonus die since you're no one seems to be reacting around you oh man get some assistance from the hospital staff that's a good deal right there um should i roll an extra i'll get an extra one i apologize you know who I pictured as the cab driver, by oh. the way? Remember when Buster Poindexter is the cab driver yes. in Scrooge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's, like, immediately what I pictured. Yo, I just learned, like, well, maybe not just learned, but, like, a couple years ago, my whole life I had no idea that Buster Poindexter was the singer for the New, New York Dolls. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> that's fucking rad as shit. Yeah. That guy, he yeah. pretty much just does what he wants. I Googled for pictures and I wrote... New York Dolls, Scrooged. Like, why didn't I just write his name? I made it so much more difficult of a search. All right, ready? Sanity. Yep, sanity. With a bonus die. With a bonus. Very kind of you. Well, you know, they both rolled 50s. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm, nuts. So, nope, 51. 
All right. I'm fucking dying here. Your hand is still bleeding. Yeah. And you're starting to panic. Yeah. It's like everybody's against me. Just turn you start and run panicking, outside. and you just turn and run. Mm-hmm. With that one, you're also going to lose one sanity. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Stop doing this to Lenny, George. And this is it. <laughs> He's got to pass. Stop it. It's making me sad. How it's supposed to be. <laughs> to be fair, I've only hit the halfway point from where I started at 15. To be fair. That's true. Anyway, you start... You leave and you're running down the street and you're you're holding your bleeding hand wrapped in the towel and it's dripping behind you, leaving a trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one's reacting on the street as you're going back to... Uh, well, you're not going back anywhere. You took a taxi there. So you're just running down the street right now with your hand bleeding. Going for a jog. Mm-hmm. Uh, a frantic jog. That's exactly what you're doing. And you start to uh, hit like a more crowded bunch of people and start to uh, bump into them. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to give me a dodge roll. Yeah. Always. I rolled 51 again. That Holy was... shit, dude. Oh, Your yeah. luck is just sucks today. Maybe switch out those dice. Oh, no. No. I don't know. Well, it did roll three earlier. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so you start bumping into people and, you know, they're like, hey, you know, watch it. But you're just trying your best to dip between them. But no one is parting ways for you or anything. Just kind of barreling through them. Mm-hmm. And you hit one guy, big dude. As you're trying to get past him, uh... You hit him square in the chest. I'm kind of not really looking. Bumped right like, into him. I have the hand wrapped up, and I'm kind of just holding it close. And... Exactly. Yeah. You bump right into him, and he looks down at you. I keep running if if I'm able to. He grabs you oh, and you. goes, he goes, what's the big idea, asshole? Uh, sorry, I uh, hurt myself. I, uh, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. He goes, hmm. oh, uh... Give me a persuade roll. Give him like a... Uh, I could do that too. I was going to elbow him in like the solar plexus and keep running. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Well, if he doesn't let me go after the persuade, I guess. Pit move. Where is... With the peas, of course. Oh, that's not very good. Oh, motherfuck. A four. I passed. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but like, right? Really? You, why can't that happen on your yeah. sanity roll? Check that yeah. persuade off. But I did check it off. Yeah. <laughs> I hurt myself. Right. Uh, sorry, I, I gotta go, and I kind of, I kind of just struggle and try to keep running. He he does let go of you and goes, uh, "You know the hospital's that way, right?" Yeah, they uh, they don't see all this bleeding, and I just keep running. And he goes, "What bleed?" And you just keep running. <laughs> And he just lets it go. But you're running through the streets, and eventually you kind of catch a hold of yourself and stop at a corner. And you look down, and your dripping hand has stopped dripping? Finally. Um, Well, maybe the blood stopped. I'm just going to hold it under my arm, though, just in case. Got to keep the pressure on. Okay, so you're keeping pressure on that bleeding hand of yours evil dead and what do you do do you call a cab no i mean i just walk and, okay you and just I, start walking i have to think yeah you know lenny needs Thinking to reflect and he is fucked <laughs> all right let's go back to heather and walter then so what it's like three o'clock three o'clock you guys have just gotten back to south philadelphia is uh well i don't really have uh, much to do today um i thought i might actually pick up some of the pictures that i had um dropped off to get developed of your necklace but other than that um i guess uh, there's nothing truly pressing until i catch up with that uh, rutherford guy again and see if i can find out more about these books 
And that's at four o'clock an hour from now. Ooh, it's, it was Do you dumb. mind if I go with you to the developer? Uh, the, uh, the photo place? I have actually some film that I'd like to get developed. Well, uh, come to think about the... I'll try not to freak out. <laughs> come to think about the future meeting, would I have time to do both? or? Uh... Yeah, you would have t- just enough time to do both. All right, then. Uh, he says, well, yeah, actually, yeah, I mean, it's kind of more in the center city area, but uh, if you're okay getting back from there, I got to keep moving. Uh, once I stop there, I'm going to, you know, continue on to the um, that hospital area, right? I can't think of the name of it. Oh, University City? Yeah, thank you. Oh, so you're going to head to University City area. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going uh, University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. I thought I was going to meet him there in this department. Yep, that's at four o'clock. Uh, but first, you go to get your photos developed. What photos are you developing? Uh, at this point, it's probably been. Or you're picking them up. I'm sorry, you're picking those up. Yeah, I'm picking up, and Heather's dropping off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what photos are you picking up, Walter? Uh, probably the better part of a week ago, when we first uh, came in con- contact with the necklace that Heather has, I took a bunch of pictures, dropped them off, and just never got around to picking them up. I say, okay, so you picked up those pictures and they ha- they came out perfect. You can see every detail of the necklace on there. Well, I'll show them to Heather as I'm flipping through them, uh, in case you're interested. And this is uh, look like they came out pretty good. Um, I guess uh, we could start a case file for your otherworldly necklace. And he kind of winks at you a little bit, hoping it's not actually <laughs> otherworldly. But And that's actually like the first thing that makes her laugh and she- she like tells you that that's what she's getting developed too, and a picture of the symbol because her, I don't know what it would be called, maybe step, pop pop, wants pictures, and then I explain to him like how the whole conversation. I mean, I won't. I okay, guess no, we can the whole thing now, but like how he was odd and right, you know, hmm. and jokes, but for real is like I mean. Maybe, like, you and Lenny need a little time away mm-hmm. from this craziness if we do, if I do end up going to um, Could be. Alaska. He has a, a pretty serious look on his face and says, um, well, uh, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want you to go by yourself, and uh, I think you're right about Lenny. He could certainly use a little time away from all this if he doesn't mind the cold. Um, maybe we should discuss that a little later. He, he seems agreeable with the idea. Okay. Oh, also, I wanted to ask Walter if he could get me a book from his work. I want to see what that... I wonder, like, The King in Yellow is a book, right? Like, can I have him It is a, find me that book? It is a play, but Walter Store wouldn't have a copy of it for sure. Okay. Um. I just tell him about the name of the play and... This is well. Ask him if he sees anything relating to it. All right. If he could make a copy of it for me or something. I just want to know what I'm getting into with this, you know, curtain opening. And now that he knows about me working there and the guy being, I don't know, maybe the devil. Pulls out his book and flips over to a fresh page and writes down some notes. Okay. Walter, (laughs) give me a history roll, but I'm going to need an extreme pass. Let's see what we got. Oh, also, can I tell him to look up um, what the fool means for himself? Like, whether he does it or not, I don't care. I'm just hype about it. Right. Well, well I do care. Not but so good. I won't be annoying about it. ain't going to come close. Okay, you've never heard of the king in yellow. Uh, so he writes that down. Um, I don't suppose you know the uh, director's name by any chance, do you? Okay, so he tells you the name of the uh the name of the director and have you heard of this director this is going to sound weird but i don't know if walter's a play going guy but plays are kind of expensive give me a credit rating roll Uh, 
Ooh, that's a five, which is one fifth of his credit rating. That's a. F uh, oh no, actually, that's one sixth. I'm sorry. One sixth, but it's still a hard pass. Mm -hmm. No, wait, that is an extreme pass. One. Oh, it is. Fifth, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Bad yeah. math. Shame I can't check that one off. I'd like to raise it up, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, that's one of the things you can't raise. Um, all right, so you've heard of this guy, definitely. And you know that he's pretty well regarded as a director. Uh, he did Broadway plays, and now he's doing things in Philadelphia now. Hmm, well... Uh, this may help. I mean, he's certainly done works before. Maybe this isn't the first time he's directed this play. Uh, maybe there's some other info I can find uh, from prior attempts or prior showings. Uh, I had hoped to go to the library soon, actually. I was going to look into um, something else, but uh, I could add this to my query. Okay. So when you're going to head to the library? At some later time. Okay. Maybe not today. So you're just writing all this stuff down in your notebook. Exactly, yeah. All right. And Heather, you requested that he gets a book for you? Yeah, or if you can find anything on the, the King and Yellow. Okay. Um, what do you guys do from there? Uh, Walter, you got to get to your meeting with Rutherford Brightly. Yeah, uh, so I pretty much uh, part ways from here. Um, yeah, I uh, mentioned that he had to go from here, so uh, he gives you a little hug and uh, says, I uh, guess I'll check in with you later, uh, maybe uh, get some drinks or something. I'm working tonight, so yeah, you should stop in. Ah, well, that settles it. Thank you so much for everything. Of course. And sorry about my episode. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe uh, if that happens again, maybe just close your eyes and take a deep breath. Count to ten. Just an idea. He kind of shrugs. Yeah, yeah. I'll try it. <laughs> Hopefully it just won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go drawing that symbol for anybody else again. No, no, I think I'm done. I think that's, I think that's it for me. All right. So, uh, Heather, you, mm -hmm. what do you do? Do you go home? Yeah, I go home because I have to get ready for work. And also I kind of left um, Ginger there. Yeah. All right. So you head home and Walter, you go to Rutherford Brightly's building on the University of Pennsylvania campus that he said that you should go to to meet him for this uh, four o'clock get together. Yes. Department of Anthropology, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So, you ask a uh, security guard there where the uh, Department of Anthropology is, and he tells you. He says, uh, there shouldn't be anyone in there right now, though. He's got his like professional attire and his messenger bag. Uh, he pulls out the business card that Rutherford gave him, and he says, uh, I had a meeting with uh, Rutherford Brightly set for 4 o'clock. says, huh. Um, I haven't heard anything about it, but, uh, you're, you're welcome to, to go check it out. I mean, everything's locked up right now. Uh, well, I can only hope he's true to his word. Uh, I should certainly inspect, if nothing else. And he kind of shrugs and, uh, says, uh, thanks. Uh, maybe I'll see you again shortly if nobody's there. Okay. So you head back to... Uh, the, where the offices are and you see at the end of the hallway there's a big door uh, with glass inlays on it and it's that kind of glass that's like texturized mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's you got the I mean? little metal wires making the little squares in between it doesn't have that okay. it has it's more like a bumpy surface yeah, just that glass. frosted bumpy look yeah, yeah that kind too. of thing so it has large panels of that on there. Next to the door is a plaque that says uh, Rutherford Brightly, Chair of Anthropology. Hmm. 
It kind of nods in appreciation. Looks pretty, uh, what's the word, prestigious. Okay. So what do you do? Do you knock on the door? Uh, I guess I'll check it first. If it's locked, I'll knock. But if it's unlocked, I'll make to just open it. So you go to uh, open the door, and the handle turns right away. All right. And uh, I guess he quietly makes to step his way inside and close the door behind him. As soon as you open the door, you see that Rutherford Brightly is there with three other people. Okay. And he turns to you and says, Oh, Mr. Pendergast, we've been expecting you. Mm. And then that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, Oh, shit. Very Rosemary's baby. Kind of wanted to be there. So, guys, uh, we do luck at the end of this episode. Roll it up real quick. Oh, shit. You want to fail it. Right, you want to fail it. And then you can add one D10. Roll a D10. Yeah. I remember I passed it last time I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, there goes that 87 I was looking for. 98. All right, you get to roll. That's a good luck pass. Or fail. Opposite stay. I still roll both. You sure that wasn't Sandy? <laughs> no. Just roll one. Just roll one. I passed. Yeah. Four points. I'll take it. Three. So you get three points of luck back. So, uh, George, a little side thought. Is there any um, comforting effect to Heather going to the uh, psychic or all that craziness from the symbol? (laughs) Not after that debacle. (laughs) Darn it. I feel like when you walk into Brightly's office, they're just like, what have you done to his eyes? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for us. Uh, until next time, remember sanity is overrated. <laughs>